Hello and welcome to another episode of Top Shelf Nerds, the Nerds Amalgamated podcast produced in association with That's Not Canon. Today, three of us are back again, the Professor, Bucky, and the DJ. Mm-hmm. And we have a, uh, a lot of topics about games this week relating to some feedback we got from someone who complained that we don't talk about enough games. <laughs> so our first topic is Bucky's and it's about esports. Um, Blizzard and Disney are partnering up for esports. So they've partnered to bring broadcasts of Overwatch to major network. So hopefully he's not going to stuff it up with killing it with um, like the Battlefield and the latest Star Wars movie. But it looks like they're bringing it to ESPN and ABC. I'm guessing that the American... Probably. Yeah. And so uh, to clarify, that wasn't Disney who screwed up Battlefront. That was pretty much uh, all on EA. Disney was involved. They allowed it to... Yeah. They, they got Twice. To get, they got to get some... Yeah. <laughs> they're saying here, it's um, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals will be on Disney XD and ESPN, and the highlights will be on ABC, the American ABC. Okay. So you've got the showcasing the inaugural playoffs, inaugural playoffs and grand across their linear. So mm-hmm. esports e- is um, starting to become in Western society. It's K-pop all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, come on. K-pop is fun to watch. There's more master in a K-pop music video than there is in most of the stuff coming out of and it's also a lot more talent like you got people who are actually able to most of the stuff coming out of america yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i can't yeah. stand pop <laughs> although you admit though with k-pop it's just how many people are there in a band a group not a band a group yeah like, the, like the be... bands, it's usually like five six people maybe seven but when they got the band the groups because then you got the mega groups and got the subgroup they have the mega oh, group have 30 or 40 people. Then they'll have subgroups taking up that mega group. Have anything from two people to eight people. <laughs> That's pretty insane. Oh, but when you watch the music videos and they dance like that, and I mean, literally, it's it's amazing to watch. And you see the Americans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But Korea's the go to place <laughs> for all the dance competition. Like... Yeah. But a little bit off subject. But um, playoff coverage will begin. It's already begun, beginning on July 11th, and concludes with the final July 28th. So uh, which tournament is this again? That's for the Overwatch Grand Final. Okay. One thing that's going to be interesting is how many people um, are going to go to this actual stadiums and watch it versus how many people will watch it behind the screen. That's going to be interesting. The the Dota competition, the international, that's... uh pretty big and it's held in a stadium yeah oh but league of legends my god if you look at the stadium like people hogging up the stadium my god that numbers are just insane did you see the esports champion that they had in sydney just recently the australian champion that was being broadcast they actually had this and it was packed yeah i remember hearing about that yeah so did i yeah i remember watching some of it looking at looking at when they showed around in the crowd and it was packed and it was everyone was hyped up and enjoying it and really going like the, the fans were there and really making a lot of noise i wonder I, I bet you they didn't complain about how expensive the food stadium food was and everything like that you know how when if we go to a stadium and we get ex, everything would be expensive from like buying a jersey to buying food and drink yeah but, that's just stadiums in general yeah but they're also part of our fellow nids, so they're probably gone. It's going to be expensive in there. I don't want to waste my money on overpriced food, so I'll take food. 
or I'll when I'm hungry, I'll just go out and go get to eat. Yeah, like uh, my friends and I did at um, EB Expo last year. Yeah, we uh, just stuck out the front. They don't check your cards or ID or anything to leave. You can leave, come and go when you want. So you just nice. leave, go across the street to the the fast food shops, and then go back in. <laughs> And in Sydney near the entertainment, the massive entertainment centre, there's actually, you got Chinatown, just all that. Like, there's a lot of stuff within walking where you can get a great food. Huh. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, esports are kicking in America's finally. I wonder who, who would they, for, if they put it on ESPN and, the, and um, Disney, I wonder who they're going to put as the host of, of like TV shows. So, imagine putting pu- like famous YouTubers like PewDiePie. Unlikely. Unlikely? No, it's unlikely. I'll probably pick someone who's got commentary experience. Can, can we just... <laughs> yeah. We need, we need to get that room controlled. Done. Peace and quiet. But yeah, no, it's looking looking good. Um, so if anyone's got PayT and they're able to check out ESPN, go feel it. Enjoy it. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah, anyone does. Yeah. Esports aren't really my thing, so I won't watch it. I also don't have pay TV, but if... um. If anyone wants to give us some like a review on that, let us know. We're happy to post it online, as long as you're not swearing to. Anyway, I'm going to have to reboot the DJ now because the next topic is his. D- um. DJ, tell us how the MBN is affecting esports. Well, from what I've from the article I've seen, they're saying that uh, Australia's competitive video games industry is experiencing significant growth due to the high speeds of the national broadband network, also known as the NBN. And gamers so, is significant growth using the same sort of metrics they use to measure high speed. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, they're saying uh, so. According to the Australian Esports Association, uh, President Darren Kwan, lightning. He says lightning speeds, um, lightning fast network speeds are absolutely critical for most esports players. Quote: The NBN has started leveling out the playing field, where more and more players are able to actually equalize what's that what that speed is when they're connecting and making it a bit more of a fair playing field. Yeah, it's actually kind of embarrassing for the rest of the world that Australia's playing on slow internet. I'll <laughs> be still kick occasionally. Uh, it's, um, uh, you know what's the funny thing, though? The um, NBN the NBN president, I think a couple of weeks ago, was saying that, oh, you got to blame the gamers for slowing the internet speeds down. <laughs> you get this article. And games themselves, uh, compared to the things people use the internet for these days, incredibly low data usage. <laughs> um, I hate to break it, game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grandma doesn't ones. care if her Netflix is in 4K, but we do. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones who uh, improve it and spending more money on it. Yeah. He's also put the... Um... The ch- the president, also, the um, esports president, also pointed out that the network rollout provided more op- provided more opportunities for players to train and compete online. Okay. Well, that's definitely true. If um if the in you if you're in an area that has the MBN and you're in an area that has the MBN without issues and gets anywhere close to the speeds that they claim that are an improvement on the speeds you get now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll just talk, I'm just bitter talk. that I don't have MBN yet. <laughs> I moved out of my last house literally the week it was installed. Unlucky. Um, we're just <laughs> talking about the um, esports competition before. 
it was Intel Extreme Masters, the DJ. Okay. And yeah, like they had like Rocket League and stuff like that. $310,000 prize pool in Counter Strike. Yeah, the prize pools for uh, the big one CSGO, uh, Dota, all of that. Just insane. Yeah. So yeah. 16 teams competing CSGO. Um, yeah, I know um, QUT's actually built, like, they've actually rebuilt the uh, esports arena. That, oh. So they've got a whole lot more new technology, so forth. I'm going to have so, to do a second degree or a third degree. <laughs> I did a well, they've actually got third. teams that are competing at the university game in competition. Well, that's not as good as um, in China. You can actually do a university degree in online gaming. Yeah. To become a, a professional online gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever uh, been the... any good at esports games? Pardon? Have you ever been any good at esports games? Um, I don't mind the first person shooters, but I hate the toxicity of swearing and so forth that carries on. Yeah. So... And any game I've been remotely interested in being good at is in an esports game. Uh, I've tried my hand at Dota and Lo- League of Legends, and yeah, Dota is fun, but then you get like like uh, Buck said, it's. You get the oh. abuse, and it's very annoying. This explains the brain damage. Hmm. He plays Dota and League. Yeah, well, not hand in hand, but <laughs> not both at the same time. But yeah, um, but, but I played them both for a time. Hello. Ah, oh, sorry, I just got a message. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, this the the bright side about this is everyone benefits from this as well. It's not only the players, but also the um broadcasters as well, the esports broadcasters. So. Like live streamers and like like live stream live streamers and um, commentators as well. Yeah, and the ESPN uh, can start showing something intelligent rather than the meatheads in body armor attacking you. Yeah, I um I'd love to see it take off here. Who, which... the uh, the big issue of getting better internet through the MBN though is that we still have the um we'd still only really be able to train against each other. Because the the ping time to any other continent is still pretty high. Yeah, it's also a lottery. Korea and lose every time, knowing them. Well, f- well, funnily enough, I I did when um a couple of years ago, I did remember a story when um Battlefield Four came out. Um, there was a I think it was Australian gamers versus Singapore gamers on a PC on a PC um Battlefield on Battlefield Four the PC game, and the Singaporean players just destroyed the Australian players. From what I've heard, and it, and what, pun was that because we had slowing. It was also it was not only the I think it was also the internet, but it was also like the fact that yeah we were really bad at this Battlefield Four or Battlefield Four on PC. Really, I don't know. I've played against some people in Australia that are insanely talented. I think it might, might have been more. Yeah, but I I, w- I would like to see this come. Um, I would like to see the NBN just boom even more just get more faster speeds but at this moment people are still people are still getting annoyed with how the speeds are getting slow like there was a i read an article this morning where um someone got really frustrated to the point where um they've started crowdfunding (laughs) all right move it along dj sum it up two line 25 words or less it's just basically saying that um a, a, a community outside sydney have Start to crowdfund their own internet, basically. Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. It's all right, but the problem still goes to the backbone to the rest of the internet. They still need the one, like the one major connection. Yeah, you've got to improve that. Yeah, they called it the uh, Kangaroo Valley Broadband Network. 
Highly original, very original. That makes sense. You name it after the place you are and the thing that it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's it's um. Anyway, so, cut it, yeah. cut it, cut it. Yeah. I think we've talked enough about uh, rambled enough about the MBN. <laughs> so uh, next topic, another gaming one for our loyal listeners. RuneScape um, has announced a new revenue this year. Bucky, what's uh, their current revenue numbers? Um, RuneScape has brought in over $800 million US lifetime, and that's without loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, all membership, isn't it? I haven't played it in, must be getting on to 10 years. Last time I played it, you didn't actually have to pay. It was free to play on RuneScape Classic. Yeah, but you're yes, an old fart. <laughs> No argument. <laughs> there's always um there's always been a free mode, but that's only a increasingly small percentage of all the content. Yeah, I but I had a membership. Jagex uh, CEO, sorry to interrupt, Phil Manson revealed that was actually the free to play has made over a lifetime revenue. Oh wow. I, it's actually like the first uh paragraph, like it's there, it's the last sentence in it. You can have a look at the article. Does it mention what they're spending the money on? Um well I'm guessing. Servers. No, I mean the fans. Like, the players oh. are spending money. If it's the free-to-play players, what are they paying for? I don't for? know. Um, possibly advertising. Is it like the, the old banner advertising and stuff like that? Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. It, oh, I looked it up to see what um what people might be spending money on RuneScape for. Okay. And they've got bloody loot boxes. They do have loot boxes. <laughs> they do now. Uh, see, back in the day, they never had loot boxes. It was all just you had to go and find stuff and hope you didn't get attacked. A bad group get sucked in. Yeah. Well, you could um, read. Well, uh, being uh, tamed a so, lot. Like even ten years ago when I was playing it, they were closing the um, player versus player unless you went into a player versus player world, so you couldn't even attack people in the wilderness. Uh, they added the ground exchange, so there's no more standing around in a bank for three hours. Spamming, selling lobsters. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to say that was still like, given it's what seventeen for one game, eight hundred in revenue. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Like when you look at the game, it didn't take a huge amount of space on you. Well, it still doesn't. It's still a Java-based game, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got a beta release going to Android and iOS. You can play it on your mobile phone. If that ever actually comes out, judging by the memes I see. Yeah, it's going to happen, but hopefully that will. But it's just amazing. Like 17 years, almost 1 billion. The, guy, the guys who wrote, wrote that code are going to be just going on. You reckon we... Some of them are probably retired. <laughs> well, yeah, if you got, what, one of that, that's 8 million. I, I could require, quite easily retire on a million dollars. Oh, that, that would be nice. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. That would oh, that'd be comfortable. When you think about it, though, the guys, the major guys involved in developing, they would have gotten more than one percent. I wonder, did they anticipate the boom when it first came out? No, I don't think anyone really does, unless you're uh, like EA and you know that you're going to have a hit because you're so designed by committee and you have so much money to dump into it. I don't think most people know that, like, that that game will take off unless it's uh, we're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Volver are good at what they do. <laughs> what, what yeah. was the um, Mexican? My friend Pedro. My friend. That is, that... Has it come out yet? When is the release date? <laughs> uh, Everyone's uh, itching for it. I've got to Everyone... check now. I was just thinking i got to check. Expect it to be released in 2019. 
<laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, it's based on a Flash game, though. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, and that doesn't eat button. I'll come back to that later. And uh, we'll put that link on the Facebook page so you guys can check it out, too, because we tend to rant about Pedro quite a bit. <laughs> Once you check it out, you'll understand. Yeah. So... But yeah, no, it's um one of those one of those impressive milestones. Eight hundred. Can it can it beat Skyrim in terms of revenue? No. Well, maybe probably not. But when you look at costs of production versus revenue raised, Skyrim actually has a much bigger development. So yeah, the profit margin. Here you go. In the first week of release, Skyrim made four hundred and fifty thousand, uh, four hundred and fifty million dollars. But cost of production was a hell of a lot more than they've ever put into uh runescape so yeah reward to cost ratio i reckon runescape's yeah not taking away from skyrim no though um todd howard wants us to considering his uh statements the other day about how if if he if we want him to stop making skyrim ports we should stop buying them who wants him to stop making ports? people who want them to make new games the biggest complaint I've seen is that it's not, it's on Starfield or uh, Skyrim, like Elder Scrolls 6, whatever, but people complain because it's not one of them, even though they, they always have those games ticking over in the background. Yeah. Although, funnily enough, it's a bit of a running joke with the whole, after that um, commercial that we saw the other day of um, how you can play Skyrim on the fridge and Skyrim on the Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't a joke, it's a real thing. Wait, you um, can play Skyrim on the Alexa? Yeah. Get out. It's a real thing. That was an ad for a real game they made. Yeah. Sky- Skyrim's almost become an original Jedi. Oh. Speaking of Jedi, our next topic. <laughs> about the uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, and one of the DJ's love interests is returning. <laughs> I didn't know Daniel Day-Lewis was going to be in this. <laughs> Or Russell Crowe. Oh my god, you too. You it 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 too you it too, Professor. It too. <laughs> oh my god. So basically, uh, <laughs> I have it on tape. Hundredth episode special. We release the footage we have of the DJ declaring his love for Russell Crowe. Oh, no, we had Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't know if we actually... Oh, yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah, we didn't get Russell Crowe. <laughs> we'll release that. And for Russell Crowe, it was actually specific Gladiator. He likes them in actually men in leather outfits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you too. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, it was his eyes are... <laughs> I'm going to have to stop that. I think we broke him. What do you mean we broke him here? Fair enough. Don't <laughs> oh, he... no, he's back again. No. I muted him for a moment. So, who is your uh, your friend from Star Wars Episode Nine? So, um, you all know Lan- the character Lando Calrissian, right? Who? Lando from St- Lando Calrissian. Calrissian. Lando from Lando Calrissian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the, the token black guy in Star Wars. Do <laughs> they? Got a new black guy for the new ones, <laughs> and then and they made him pansexual, which I don't, I still don't understand why they did. But okay, um, feel comfortable. Is pansexual not handsexual? <laughs> Pan. Oh, sorry, sorry, I thought you said hands. Like, <laughs> oh, 
Uh, funnily enough, they 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 um uh, when they announced that Lando was going to be in the Solo movie, a couple of fans were making writing fan fiction saying that oh um Lando should have a relationship with um with Han Solo. Uh, yeah, that's fan fiction. It's not relevant. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, back to the topic. So, after months of speculation about Billy D. Williams' involvement in the upcoming conclusion to the. Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um, the Hollywood that? Reporter. Pardon? Who, who's Billy? Billy. Well, talking about Lando. Now you're talking about Billy. Who's Billy D. Williams. He's the actor for um, actor. He acted as Lando. Oh. Yeah. Just making sure you mention this because not everyone's not everyone oh, is a fan. A sort of obsessive fan who would know who the actors are, apart from <laughs> uh, Harrison and Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Uh, uh, Who actually no... did a special appearance in Big Bang Theater? Oh, nice! Wow, that show's been going a long time. So, but 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 yeah, back to the story. Um, so he so now Billy D. Williams has confirmed that he will reprise his role as Calrissian in Episode Nine. Okay, this will okay. be this will be this will be interesting. I mean, how is the how is the character gonna react to all the all of the past characters' deaths, basically? Well, I know that he was supposed to die in the movie he was in. I remember reading about it once. They um, changed it at the last minute because the test audiences didn't like that he died. Uh, but if, I know this is uh, this is. I think this is Disney's way of saying, "Okay, we need to buy the fans back after the atrocious, atrocious Last Jedi." Let's just. And the f- Most fans enjoy it, so they're not trying to buy it. <laughs> this small group of thing about it. I don't know, man. The DJ I don't has hate. trouble with uh, vocal minorities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good play on words there. <laughs> but hey, the fa- hey fans were still at, uh, fans hated it. They hated the salt. The, the, no, the they mo- didn't. It was only they did. a group of people that are claiming to be. They were hating on it. A majority of people still enjoyed it and went saw it multiple times. Okay, if that if if you were to put that okay, then by that logic then the Ghostbusters movie should have been the recent Ghostbusters movie should have been successful then. By that logic. No, because a lot of the fans didn't want to see it because being true. Ghostbusters. So don't don't try and argue that you're right when you're not. <laughs> tell you what, wake me up when we're either talking about a, a better series of movies or the DJ dies. <laughs> But yeah, but but I think it'll be good inclusion. It'll be good. Hated the movie because they did. I don't know, man. Hey, you may say how much money? How much money did it make? A billion dollars. What was the what was the number of people who signed that ridiculously pathetic? Do you want me to? I haven't seen it yet, so no, no, you have looked it up because we had this discussion before. You want you're talking to me about signing it. And you said a figure of something like eighty thousand. That was the last time I saw it, but I haven't seen it now. <laughs> yeah, but it's not likely to be that much different. hundred. He's actually remembered the address though too. A hundred and seven thousand six hundred and fifty-five and rising. Let's. Uh, the target okay. is a hundred and fifty thousand. That's, That's the, the target tar- they've set themselves. Yeah, um, let's. Only mean Disney or anyone else is going to take notice of how many people have actually gone and seen the movie. Think over over a lot. Uh, well, if you, if you're counting with the uh, DVDs and whatnot, how many people actually went and? Let's see, just let me write that. Let me just put that. I'm pretty sure you had over. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> oh, 
This is, I think, the seventeenth oh, time. We've... Hey, I'm, I, I, hey, I, I'm say, uh, I, I can't find the numbers off, off, off right here, right now. But okay, what was the, what was the box office? Okay, box office opening week. Pardon me, the fact that one hundred and two thousand twice over. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The opening weekend. Uh, We'll get there one day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> opening week, o- o- opening weekend. Okay, domestically, two hundred twenty million, um, nine thousand five hundred eight eighty four. Okay. I'm guessing that's yeah. So how much was that again? Mm? How Buck. much was that again? Two hundred and twenty thousand. Oh, no, 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 no. two hundred twenty million. Okay, just the two hundred twenty million. Unless they're charging a million dollars a ticket, you got more than a million people have gone and seen it. But that's because it's the Star Wars, it's the Star Wars brand tacked onto it. I mean, yeah, sure, we we, we all love Star Wars, and we we were we were hoping that the no, Last Jedi would. Be... Got... No, that's not how it works because nobody went to see Solo. You got a massive number of people who've gone and seen the mainstream storyline, and that was in the first weekend alone. So you got you got. Half a million people in the US alone who have gone twice in the opening weekend. If it's made 200, so 150,000 people, a, pot, a complaint survey, get it changed about it, isn't really going to affect it. Even Rotten Tomatoes have said that, like, if you look at the no, fans, who cares about Rotten Tomatoes? They're the biggest bunch of inbred, self righteous, over opinionated twats out there. Get off your bum and go see a movie yourself and make up your own mind for a change. We're going to take this offline because we will never get him get through to him in the time we have remaining. Fair enough. All right, all right. Let's get. Let's go on. I was just uh, scrolling through the Jagex games list because I wanted to know what else they'd made apart from RuneScape. They've also made an Alexa game called One Piercing Note. Oh, that sounds like DJ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Anyway, Finally, we're onto a topic I get to talk about. <laughs> the smells of space. The, um, uh, sorry, which university? There's a university in the US who, I believe, who are, but, um, here we go, Arizona State University's Space Technology and Science Initiative is doing research into smells. And one of the, one of the aspects of that is that they're collecting data on the makeup of galaxies and stars and then creating chemicals that represent that and making them into perfume. See, I always thought when you when they spoke about the smells of outer space, that was you're trapped inside the space suit, they make beans. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> not too pleasant. <laughs> Especially on a recycled layer system. Yeah. So the, um, the first outer space smell they've synthesized is... The gas cloud Sagittarius B2, it contains ethyl formate, which smells like rum and has a hint of raspberry. And they made it into a lip balm called Center of the Galaxy. <laughs> and the girls, she probably going <laughs> to... 
Yes. Um... I'm sorry, I've been biting off on so many. I've got to let. Oh, d- d- go, go for it, Buck. Go for it. We won't stop you. We won't stop oh, you. No, because we'll allow it. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, there's a giant snark. <laughs> oh. This is this is like comedy gold. Like, yeah. With it, it smells like rum. Was it raspberry? Yes. That's, that's, it sounds like a conversation two girls had on the bus or the train sorry, when I was going through the uni a couple of years. And it sticks in my mind because I've never actually heard girls sitting there having a discussion and farts smelt like but What the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was sitting there just like, reading, reading my textbook and getting ready for my leg, everything like that. And you know, a couple of girls sitting there's three girls. And they, and one of them turned around and they started let one rip. And they started talking about it, and then they started how it, their farts changed different. The smell, what it smelled like, and how it was affected by what they ate. Guys don't even do that. I was amazed. <laughs> like, the level of detail they were going. One of them actually sat there, a wine encryption of it. I, you know, I, had, I had overtones of hurry. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting memories of that queen about it. <laughs> so many lines. The, uh, the point of this research is that they want to understand more about how the sense of smell works and how it's important to people's mental health. One uh, thing they think they can do is create lip balms that smell like Earth so that they can put them in, in space with the astronauts and the astronauts can have a, a taste of home to help them deal with being in space so far from everything. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Can you imagine making imagine makeup companies doing this as a commercial go like, now available in, in more sense, such as Earth. Can you imagine being the person making this stuff up? Some of us are going, we've got a geologist exploration. Okay, so he's a geologist, so let's do a touch. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of, uh, of dust. Like, people in there, like, You'd have the geologists cracking open their sense of, and everyone else on the spaceship would be going, "Who dropped one? You filthy <laughs> animal!" You've got a, a bit of um, farts on your mind there, Bucky. Ah, oh, well, it's just the way that they were saying about this. Yeah, although I do remember hearing that the uh, the ISS smells like body odor. Ah, <laughs> oh, I've got no doubt. Like I. Yeah, I have a friend who used to be on the Australian submarines, and yeah, he said when, when they were all down and had been down for a while, you did notice the smell until you came up for fresh air, and then it was they basically almost had to six months to, to get people to go back down sub. Is it? Wow. <laughs> oh man, there was also the other funny thing. Imagine later later on in um, a couple of millennia, they make a, the smelloscope like like they did in Futurama. You mean smell a vision like out of uh, what's the name? Harry, um, what is it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, this is um, the smelloscope is literally a telescope that you use your, with your nose. Oh, okay, so that's a whole new yeah, Sorry, yawning a bit there. So, like 90% the same as what this invention is, just in future armor, it's instant results. <laughs> brown, brown losing to a new level mm. so atta- so if you see the image that's that's what's gonna imagine that in the future just plugging your nose anyway, in, into a sorry this, this started off as an intelligent yeah. topic My apologies. and i'm gonna drag you guys kicking and screaming back into line for our final main topic of the night elon's cave submarine Mm. Luckily, they didn't need to use it in the rescue but elon uh elon musk 
got his engineers to make a submarine. Oh, bloody hell, I'm tired. Elon Musk got his <laughs> engineers to make a submarine in the space of about 48 hours. Developed, designed, developed, tested, shipped over to Thailand, and ready to rescue the uh, the Thai football team who were lost in the cave. Luckily, they didn't need to uh, to use it because they were able to get everyone out by conventional me- methods. Actually, but, um, yeah. I actually heard a funny aside. Someone teased the submarine and said, "If you can do that, why can't he get in and help fix water in that?" Yeah, and he said, "I'll do it." He goes, "Okay." <laughs> Oh, I, I feel think... like something's about to come out, like he's developed a doomsday device and <laughs> we're about to find out that like he's doing this to build goodwill. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's just trying to get the rest of the to stop hating Donald Trump. But he's South gets. African. Yeah, no, but he operates out of... Yeah. So... Although he was... Um, t- Trump did ask him to be a consultant and he walked off because uh, <laughs> he got sick of dealing with them. Wow. Nope. If you're, Although, if you're Elon Musk, he's the amount of him behind him, not just his own, but all the people that work for him. He would be able to sneak a death row to a meeting with the president and everyone in the world would be going, yay, we're saying you did North Korea next. <laughs> Although, mind you, though, he did, Um, there was an article, I think the professor and I, we spoke about a while back where Elon got so sick and tired of the media that he created like a... Um, a review site for me for news for news media well, outlets he only suggested it didn't he oh he uh, you know he created one it was called pervinda he, he okay. actually created one and people oh. were like oh he's like trump again elon's gonna be trump and uh it was hilarious you know that the abc actually had a show that was actually the same thing you could actually write in about all including abc program and they would tear it to uh media watch media watch yeah so it's it's not a new idea. You got to you got to admire the, the Australian ABC having the, the nerve to actually sit there and tear the radio. Yeah, and um, I do think it's uh, pretty amazing that Elon Musk and his engineers were just like, uh, someone's got to do it, so we'll do it, even though it was such a high risk of failure, and they ended up taking so long that it like even though it only took them forty eight hours to put it together once they got started or thereabouts, um, <laughs> it took a too long to get get it into use before they had a better solution. But the thing is, his solution was once he actually did it was quicker than everyone else. Yeah, I'd and hope he that had uh, to fly someone over to Thailand, go through and get measurements of the boys so that they could build a subsequent and then fly that guy back. I'd hope that they would keep uh, keep working on it and have a have it in reserve for the next time something like this happens. Well, I don't think. He's... No, I think no. they. No, I think. Um. Uh. From what I've gathered, that Elon said. Um. Elon said. Um. Keep the subs. Um. I love Thailand. Or something to that extent. Yeah. Um. And hang on a second. So. It wasn't Thai love you a long time. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna make a lot of Thailand related jokes, aren't you? So anyway, oh, the um. I reckon the the submarine was a, a great idea. And would have worked fine if they had to use it, if the the water had kept rising or if the boys were too weak or panicking too much to be able to dive out. Yeah, I did hear that um, the boys had to be sedated to get the snor- get the scuba gear on them. At well, one not stage. even that, but to uh, the kids who don't know, didn't know how to swim or dive, getting a crash course in cave diving, they sedated them just to make sure they stayed calm and they didn't panic. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, Elon I, was I, 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 a bit I, of flack about it. 
why is he getting flack? Oh, yeah. the um, one official in Thailand said that the Elon, like Elon submarine isn't practical or whatever, and people were like, he's covered um, a bit of flack about that. Although, I reckon it should actually go the other way because Elon put his money where his mouth is. He came up yeah, here it is. Of, with no help from anyone. Else. So um, a Thai rescue chief who, uh, no, sorry, that's a mistake. Uh, the BBC reported Elon's offer not practical, Thai rescue chief says. And Elon responded that the Thai provincial governor, described inaccurately as rescue chief, is not a subject matter expert. That would be Dick Stanton, who co-led the dive rescue team. And he's included uh, an excerpt of his emails to Dick with uh, Dick saying, keep working on it. We don't want to have to use it, but if we do, we will. Yeah. The guys on the ground would have been going, okay, this is probably a better option than asking these to wear a full face helmet, where if they start to hibernate and crash and kill, whereas if you put them in controlled environmental submarine, it, they can panic and stress, but they're not likely to have the oxygen service just crash out. Yeah, there's not really anything they can do to endanger themselves. So I think the provincial governor was just trying to make <laughs> kind of like he's sitting in the corner over there where nobody's asking, hey, I'm here. I'm here. That's not practical. <laughs> kind of like North Korea every now and again does something to the rest of them. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, um, oh, you know, if I was those kids, I'd want everyone working on it. Yeah, you know, could you imagine if you're one of these kids and you, you find out Elon Musk has built a submarine specifically to help rescue you and your friends? You, I would be sitting there going, oh, hell yeah. I want to ride in the submarine. Take yeah. me back in there. I want to come out <laughs> of the submarine. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So even if, um, if in the end it wasn't really practical, I'd still want Elon's team and Boeing's team and well, the, I don't know the cave wasn't. divers and anyone else I could get helping me. So. I don't know if it wasn't practical, it just they didn't use it. They managed to do it other yeah. ways. They uh, drained the water low enough that they could get the kids out. And and sedating the kids to be able to use the stuff is a dangerous option. Let's not forget that. As soon as you yep. introduce drugs in massive reef, well, anybody, a massive reef, and you haven't got yeah. a metal thing yeah. there to help revive them, but they crash. Anyway, uh, let's um, get off the Elon, uh, the Elon train and move on to our shout-outs. Starting off with the DJ's other love interest. So yeah, so next, so this week, Dragon Ball's Dragon Ball Super uh, Dragon Ball creator Kira Toriyama has um, announced that the next Dragon Ball Z movie, um, Broly is going to be in there, and he he's been he, he has been in a couple of Dragon Ball Z movies, and the fans loved him, so they want to. So Toriyama says, okay, we're going to bring him into the next Dragon Ball movie, Dragon Ball Z movie, and they're going to reboot him. Reboot the character, so I'm pretty hyped about this. A couple Can of he reboot you, huh? Can he reboot you? <laughs> oh, wish. <laughs> if, if if he can, can I uh, get more hair? <laughs> no, that costs we extra. We only, we only send reboot, not remodel. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. So what you're excited you? about the uh, about a character. I have no idea who he is coming back to a show I don't care about. <laughs> oh, so, I know. Buck might be, might, might be a fan of Dragon Ball. I'm sure I've got a couple of fans in the audience. If I want to listen to something where I've got someone dreaming at me for 15 minutes. You mean 15 <laughs> episodes building up for a fight? <laughs> oh, 
no, no. Well, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching Dragon Ball when it first came, and after half a dozen episodes, I stopped watching. Half of every episode was a power up thing where they just scream. So you watch it. You watch a twenty minute or twenty five minute episode. Ah! <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted to shoot myself <laughs> anyway bucky who are our birthdays this week okay i only got a couple of birthdays this week um we've got george eastman um, the american uh and founder of kodak camera company he was born in waterville in 1854 uh Next birthday is, and I'm going to apologize for his name up, but she deserves a lot of respect. Malala Yousafzai. Yousafzai, yeah. They, that's how they okay. pronounce it, yep. Um, the yeah, this was the Pakistani girl who was shot in the head, wasn't she? Yeah, um, that's the girl, yeah. Nobel Peace Prize recipient uh, who advocated for education, born in 19, was her birth. Nice. So, got to respect her, done so much. Yeah. Interestingly, if you saw the uh, Peace Prize ceremony, um, she and I think um, an Indian man won the um, won the Peace Prize. They both won. They both won the Peace Prize. Was it the Peace Prize? Because I know she's a Nobel Prize recipient. Was it? The, but was it the Peace Prize? Because they got multiple Nobel prizes. Hey, second, Malala. Um... While he's searching for that photo, an event of interest was President Eisenhower put forward a plan for an interstate highway system. Uh, Inspired first, by his experience with the Autobahn in Germany during World War II. First, first people outside who have a truly national... You know, there's an interesting design point about that. The um, Eisenhower's highways just blast straight through everything mm-hmm. and have a much higher death rate than the German Autobahn. And the theory is that because the uh, interstates are so straight, you're more likely to fall asleep on them. But the autobahn goes around hills and fields, so yeah, you're constantly engaging your mind. But you, hmm. well, it's also the fact like that there are big long stretches. It's the autobahn was built primarily to provide landage as well as a road work network. But it's also the quality of driver education. Uh, yeah, like you, yeah. I remember one of the episodes of uh, Top Key was speaking about it and you talk to people and they, you ask them about their, their license, break out and just go into shivers, shock the memory of going through the test. As opposed to America where amazing... Can't handle the roundabout. <laughs> they ridiculously caught on camera. Um, it seems like if I ever see a gif of a ridiculous car crash, it's either America or Moscow. Oh, there was one... Um, there's driver education stuff of something from um, India, which is amazing. They had um, a team intersection that was blocked by three vehicles that were driving on the wrong sides of the and all the other traffic started moving around them until they got blocked off as well. Wow. And when I say like three vehicles, one of them was actually cart being water buffalo. <laughs> the other one was a truck. And the one that caused the biggest problem was actually a hatchback buggy that even the water buffalo probably could have. Um, sorry to interrupt so you. you find that uh, Malala Peace Prize? Yeah, so she was announced as the co-recipient of the 2014 Nobel Peace Prize, um, and she shared it with uh, Kalyash Satyari, who is a child rights activist from India. Mm-hmm. And another interesting thing, she's the second Pakistani to receive the uh, Peace Prize. Second pa- Pakistani to receive the Nobel Prize. Who was the first? Um, 1979 physics laureate Abdus Salam. Okay. okay. So yeah, that's that's interesting. 
Very interesting. But anyway, uh, we'll wrap up tonight with a couple of games we're looking forward to. Uh, we found out today that Calypso, the people who made games like Tropico, have bought the rights to the Commando series. Okay. Oh, nice. Yes, I'm very excited to see what they uh, they make. Though the uh, the Commandos guys are all pretty, um, they're pretty like supportive of the series. Uh, though now they've sold the the rights to it, obviously. But uh, when Windows 10 came out and it didn't support DirectX 6, I think they released a patch within about a month that fixed the games for modern computers. And the other one is one we found out about this week called uh, Black Masses, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Black Masses by Brilliant Games. The guys behind Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. And the amazing thing for the Black Masses, for those people who like zombie games but want it to be more of a challenge, try facing in a medieval setting. But you don't have guns, all you have is spears, swords, maces, bows and arrows. It looks like there are guns in the background scene. Yeah, it doesn't actually say you're allowed to use. So. Yeah, so the, I get the suspicion you might be able to use the uh, the flintlock shown in the trailer because the camera does focus on it as it pans around. But a flintlock rifle or a flintlock gun is still pretty limited as far as firepower and all the that. Fire rate. It takes, take, takes a long time to fire. Well, it's also the range is pretty limited. But yeah, stuck on an island is part of the catchphrase from it's a uh, a 14 square kilometer map, isn't it? Something like being able to find out. So on the scale of DayZ, but with actual zombies. <laughs> and without guns. Yeah. That's what oh. I um I think I'm going to really enjoy this one because what I've always wanted in a zombie game is to be more worried about the way the horde is moving than being chased down by sprinting zombies. Because oh, I yeah. wanted to play a game where you know, you'll be looting something and you'll make too much noise and draw attention and have to get out of there. Or you'll you'll avoid combat because you get into a fight and you have to put down a zombie. But it'll uh, your, your gunshot will draw everything to you. Yeah. Um, Brilliant Game Studios are the guys who's 100,000 characters charging across the screen at 60 frames per second just yeah. to prove that it could be done. And they said themselves, while it was a little bit glitchy, proved the concept was possible. And they're all AI-controlled, navigating around buildings and stuff. It's a 16-square-kilometer. Fight off tens of thousands of demon-possessed souls trying to solve them. What started? And it will have multiplayer multiplayer co-op. And traverse by um, revolutionary climbing parkour. So medieval dying light with more zombies. (laughs) Yep. I was just going to say um, Assassin's Creed. Or Dead Island, but with medieval weapons. Uh, Dead Island didn't have parkour. Yeah, that's the downside. Uh, but anyway, still. Yeah, sorry, you got something? Oh, uh, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, but still, yeah. It'll be, be a fun game to play. I want, I want, we should do a live stream of this game some, at some yeah. stage. If, uh, if I ever get MBN so that we can actually stream without lag. <laughs> When's the uh, release date looking like for that? Uh, I don't know. I can't find the date. Yeah, they've got a, a release trailer which we'll we've already put on our page. Well, uh, an announcement trailer actually, and uh, that's about it. So could be a while. Yeah, yeah. It does look gorgeous though. Mm-hmm. A really mm-hmm. nice art style. Yeah, maybe because we... <laughs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. If you look at the Facebook page, which is linked in the uh, on our page and in the video, 
the they put one million characters in a uh, a stress test. It ran at ten FPS, but still one million characters at once. You got you gotta love the M. They've actually you know what? Yeah. Let's just let's just see what it's <laughs> Oh um, man. I can't find a release, but they had the reveal um three months. Yep. Anyway, that's uh everything we're looking forward to this week. So uh we'll see you next week. Follow us. See you guys. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, your favorite podcast app. Check out our <laughs> merchandise store and check out our partners at the at TNC. We've got a new podcast in the last couple of weeks, uh, Murder in the Land of Oz, which does not re- include men behind the curtain. It's about people in Australia getting killed. Awesome. That's a, <laughs> oh, that's a rather somber note to end on there anyway. yeah so uh, we'll see you next week hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.